that's uh, Cracking Show on your way between now and 7 o'clock. And so if there is dead air, if we trail off mid-sentence, it is because we have half an eye on that All-Ireland Football final. You, Kieran, you think the GA would, like, not clash the All-Ireland final with the Big Red Bench? When they're scheduling this, they should have thought, actually, hang on a second, the Big Red Bench is on at six. That'll take away a massive part of our uh, viewership in Cork. We should uh, put it to seven o'clock. We should play it at four o'clock. Uh, I did mention this yesterday to the head of social media up in yeah. Cork Park. Um, I'm sure it'll be noted for the next time that all replays have to make sure they do not clash with the Big Red Bench because and no one in Cork is not watching this game because they're all listening to the Big Red Bench. Well, that's it. Um, and she said she'd take it into account and that she would note it. Um, so that's probably that. <laughs> well, there is a Cork man in the middle of the pitch today as well, Connor Lane, um, taking charge. Is this his third All-Ireland final? Third All-Ireland in four years. Hmm. Um, 2016 and the replay in... 20, well, or last year, was it? Uh, or final last year, replay 2016, I think. Um, yeah, it's... Sure, look, it's fantastic mm. for a guy who uh, used to go training with me up in Bandir in the depths of winter a couple of years ago. So. Another couple of years now, Kieran, you'll be the man in the middle of the park. You'll be getting us all the tickets for the All-Ireland final. Uh, the Dubs attacking Hill 16 in the first half. Not entirely sure much of a factor that is. Um, mm. yeah, I think it actually it would be better for them if they were in the second half. Mm. Uh, when I think I think you know they, they might need it more. Not that I think Dublin will need a uh, crowd behind them, but uh, I think uh, they play better when they're shooting into the hill in the the second half. Yeah. But in saying that, it might be a Dublin off the thing. mark after 19 seconds here as well. 20 seconds uh, to Dublin uh, uh, leading by a, a point to no score. Uh, I reckon Dublin are going to win this by four or five. Um, I want Kerry to win, but I reckon Dublin will have learned a lot more uh, from the first game. They'll also have well. They may have uh, all 15 players for the full 70 minutes this time as well. I think Kerry left behind them the last time. I think Dublin by four or five points. What are you going for? I I really want Kerry to win. Yeah. Possibly Dublin by a point. They, they've as a cor- look, as a Corkman as well, how hard is it for you to say the words, I really want Kerry to win? That's not. I lived in Kerry, so it's a lot easier oh, for yeah, me than a lot of yeah, others. I worked in Radio Kerry, so it's grand. I'm actually kind of connected to the team, so I can actually shout for Kerry. Not oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, That's all I heard there, Kieran. Sorry. Two points up, Dubliner, um, oh. so after two minutes. But, electric uh, start. Yeah, I, I think, I want Kerry to win, but I think Dublin will. Plus the mm. changes that uh, they've made in the last half hour before the the start of the match Jimmer O'Connor coming in for Captain Gavin White Gavin White probably didn't have the best of finals last week but or two weeks ago but Jimmer O'Connor is a, probably a str- you wouldn't have put him in um, right. you wouldn't have been thinking of him going in if they were making changes he wouldn't have been mm-hmm. first on your list but uh, Owen Merchant for Dublin has started rather than being on the bench in place of Michael Darren McCauley and Owen Merchant had a fantastic game in the drawn match so uh, that's probably I have to fancy Dublin by a point. I think I would like Kerry to win. They've just got off the mark as well with a point, Sean O'Shea. But um, yeah, look, hopefully it'll, it'll be a, a good game. And uh, sure, we love updates, isn't it? And rather spectacularly, Norwich City are two goals up on Manchester City. Wow. 34 minutes gone on the clock there. Norwich, two. Uh, Manchester City one. We'll get you an update from that one in just a bit. Ian Beach, the Carroll but we'll get you an update as soon as that comes down the wire. Yeah, busy day of uh, sporting action. But uh, just as we were talking about the, the Dublin Kerry game, to start with that, it's Dublin who lead two points to one, but they're on the attack again. And it could be another score, is it? It looks like uh, a third point for Dublin after three minutes. So uh, three <laughs> points to one. Yeah, uh, metric start. That's not the start you want to be uh, giving Dublin if you're Kerry. 
No, you can't. You can't really go in uh, behind to Dublin at half time. Although uh, Kerry did uh, two weeks ago and they did manage to level it. But anyway, it's Kerry who or Dublin who lead three points to one in that much in that match. And, and Bernard Brogan on the bench as well. There was lots of talk about him not being on the bench last day. And James Dunhu for Kerry not being on the bench last day. But they've both made the bench uh, today. Here in Cork, plenty of championship action. Saying the Premier Intermediate hurling great. Uh, in the Scar defeated Castle Lines twenty three points to one eighteen. Killworth had a big win over uh, Carrigal. Line 125 to 412. I'll leave you to do the maths on that yourself. Uh, Blarney and Valley Rovers in Parky Rin. Uh, the Cork County Board knew that the bench would be on because this one's on at 745. Uh, in the intermediate grade, Erog overcame St. Catherine's 118 to 114. Uh, Bullock had a good win over Douglas 117 to 11. Uh, Cladov uh, going very, very strong this year 122 to Mwelan's 111. And uh, Kildari had a win over Kilbritton 113 to 13 points in the Junior A County Hurling Championship quarterfinal uh, Brian Dillon's the city champions overcame the Duhallow runners up Kilbrain 218 to 212 was how it finished there in football uh, you just mentioned Man City taking on Norwich but it's not going uh, their way we'll come back to that in a minute but uh, earlier Liverpool came from behind to beat Newcastle 3-1 at Anfield manager Jurgen Klopp said uh, he was a bit disappointed with their start to the game Newcastle did what they did they do that really well and always a, a threat for counter-attacks it's difficult so that's how they scored the goal and we all know that makes the game not easier so we need another 15-16 minutes to set the rhythm then they're really on fire uh, so far this season yeah, looking very very good indeed they look like they've um, improved on last season actually so it's uh, it looks probably going to go down to the wire again between themselves and Man City great scenes so you just couldn't give it to Liverpool there could you well I just praised them I said they look better than last uh, year so I'm going to go down to the wire again it'll still go down to the wire yeah yeah can't give it to them. <laughs> All last season, same story. Anyway, <laughs> elsewhere today, uh, Spurs defeated Crystal Palace by four goals to nil. Uh, Man United were one of the winners over Leicester City. Chelsea and Wolves had a goal fest. We'll hear about that in a second. Brighton and Burnley, they drew one apiece while uh, Sheffield United lost one nil. I don't to Southampton. Over in Scotland, uh, champion Celtic defeated Hamilton one goal to nil. Uh, James Forrest uh, grabbing the goal there. Uh, Cork City took on uh, Cork City Legends at uh, Turner's Cross Saint finished 3-all in normal time there was some sort of penalty yeah this was interesting because um, it finished 3-all right um, Oli Cahill uh, made it 3-all for uh, the uh, Cork City Legends team um, they were 3-1 down they came back uh, pa- uh, Paul Bodrum with two great goals as well for the Legends team he ran the show he was brilliant come here today was an absolutely fan- we'll talk about it more in a minute but it finished um, Oli Cahill got that goal made it 3-all uh, the referee blew it up at five minutes to go um, <laughs> Because of uh, wanting to organise a penalty shootout, uh, the entire ground just came onto the pitch. Um, I went over to, to Graham Kelly, who's referee. He's like, Graham, what's the story? You doing penalties? Like, I wanted to, like that's why. <laughs> so they ended up taking a penalty shootout with about four hundred people around the eighteen-yard box. Uh, I was interviewing Derek Hall at the time. We'll hear from Derek in a bit, but um, I couldn't see the penalties. Derek is a, a tall man. I am not, so he was able to see them. So um, the long and short of it is, I don't know who won the penalty shootout. And, and Dan Murray had a, a legitimate penalty. The- Goal, possibly, I think. If you look at the angle of it on the Big Red Bench Twitter account, the video of it, I think Graham said, nah, even though it was. Yeah, if they they had VAR and and Turner's Cross, it might have gone to VAR. All right, yeah. We hear from Dan Murray as well. I asked him about that penalty in just a bit. Uh, Elsewhere, the Aidan O'Brien train magical has won the group one Irish champion stakes at Leopards, sound the 11 to 10 favourites off stable mate. Magic Wand and Anthony Van Dyke. Uh, Elsewhere, Michael Nevin has beaten his Lithuanian opponent to advance to the last 16 of the World Boxing Championships in Russia. 
importantly, Schmidt Race won on a unanimous decision. And Sergio Garcia and Callum Shinquin are in a tie for the lead on 13 under after day three of the KLM Dutch Open in Amsterdam. Gavin Moynan heads the Irish Challenge on seven under following a 68. Thank you, Kieran. You mentioned that goal first at Molyneux. Full time at Molyneux is finished. Wolves 2, Chelsea 5. A hat trick from Tammy Abrahams. A brilliant goal to open the scoring from Tomori. Uh, and to finish off a goal by Mason Mount sealed the victory for Chelsea. Uh, Roman Saiz got a goal uh, for Wolverhampton Wanderers in the 69th minute. And Cutrone gave hope of a comeback in the 84th minute, but it was not to be. Chelsea have outplayed Wolves. It's finished Wolves 2 Chelsea 5 Alright it's Dublin 4 points Kerry a point after uh, close day Mets Kieran Sorry, it's, uh, they've just gotten a fifth now as well. No, so it's five so, points to uh, one after what, eight minutes, eight and minutes, uh, they're already doing their their sideways passing. They're all over Kerry here, and Kerry put in, in stupid sure, passes sure. that they're just not catching. It's, it's actually uh, a master show by Dublin at the moment. So Kerry have to do some adjustments there. Six o'clock on a Saturday it doesn't feel like an All-Ireland, does it? It doesn't. It's weird. And even the build-up, there was no real build-up to it. it Neither of them did um, press conferences before the, the replay, which I thought was a bit weird. Like, Dub- at least the managers could have gone and met the press you know what I mean they could have but well Dublin are, are known for not really talking to the media uh, even they, when they're talking to the media but they have a media <laughs> manager I, I'm not quite sure what that he's obviously managing was. them very well maybe too well <laughs> probably a bit too well because they don't do media um, but yeah uh, Kerry really in trouble here they have a lot of work to do it's early stages um, yet the early doors early doors but Dublin really on top <laughs> yeah no there's another silly ball um, yeah nah <laughs> some top notch commentary there from Kieran O'Regan <laughs> yeah no forget about it uh, we have a competition on the show tonight we have had two pairs of tickets to give away to Cork City and Finn Harps they go head to head on Friday night in uh, what some people are talking a relegation battle you know City of seven points clear um, but yeah uh, win for City takes all that away on Friday night uh, so we have two pairs of tickets to give away we'll keep it Alan Bennett themed right so I want you to text your name and your address to 086-8104-106, 086-8104-106 and tweet us the answer to this question. Who was Allen's centre defence partner when they won the league in 2005? So who played alongside Alan Bennett at the centre of defence uh, when they won the league in 2005? 086-8104-106 and... Uh, put in your name, uh, your address and the answer to that question will draw the winners uh, just before the end of the show and speaking of Alan Bennett, his testimony was a fantastic success today, really enjoyable game, great to see a number of legends uh, play um, across the, the 90 minutes um, really, really enjoyable day uh, we're going to hear from a number of the players but first, the man himself who's speaking to come. Brilliant, great club day great to see everyone, great to see all the lads for the game you know, they're all in good form So, sunshine came as well, it was brilliant we had loads of ex-players, we had ex-managers, we had proper Cork City legends and we saw a little bit of magic there from Georgie and Flynn at the end as well. Yeah, it was good to see. Roll back the years there, the two of them, when they combine and Benny as well in the first half, putting on good stuff, I had to let him score because he's the manager, so <laughs> it was uh, no, it was brilliant. Um, like a day like today is great for the club I suppose because it hasn't been the best season obviously and there's been a lot of disappointing nights here in Turner's Cross but a day like today there's nothing at stake and everyone can, can kind of just enjoy it so that's brilliant too isn't it absolutely and look that's what our club's about like you know the other codes celebrate teams that have been successful in the past and why shouldn't we you know it's important that we just see that there's ex-players around, around the city and around the county and around the country and they all enjoy coming here and it's brilliant you've had so many great days great nights here at Turner's Cross and 
with some of these players over different teams, different eras. You were here for your earlier spell, you won the league, you came back, you won the league and two cups again. So two hugely successful spells, Benno. Um, like, what, what were the highlights? I asked you on the pitch already, what were the highlights today? You'll find it hard to pick them out, I suppose, if you have even two or three. It is, it is hard to narrow it down. Like, just being here with all the lads was totally bringing back surreal a bit, you know, it was bringing back that 05 team, and then you're thinking about the 17 team, and as I said, the two nights here against, both against Derry, both here, the first half of that season in 17 was the best I've been involved in ever, and that night here against Derry in 05 was the best game I've been involved in ever, so that's kind of the way I split them up in my own head, and then the cups are just in their own section and all together. I was just talking to Pat Dolan and uh, Flinney there as well and they were mentioning the, the 05 team and with the league win and all. That was a special night against Derry here when he won the league. It was the last night of the old shed as well and the celebrations were crazy. It was just it felt like it was like a building over a few years and it was just finally the league was back here. Absolutely that, that's that's the way it goes. You, you build up a team, you build up a team, you keep it together, you keep it together and you go from second, second, eventually same with I suppose that was the same under John Coffey in exactly, twenty seventeen as well yeah. Exact same you don't you don't fluke your way to a league title in one season, you know, and it takes work and time, and that's exactly what what Neil will need. Now, you know, you need time and you need lots of hard work, and hopefully, put together a team that will challenge next year, and then you move off from that, and then challenge again the next year, and then you get closer. You played under most of the legendary Cork City managers. We have Pat Dolan here today, Damien Richardson, John Caulfield. Uh, I mean, you've played under under them all. Like, I'm not going to ask you to pick a favourite manager, but it must be great to, to play under those guys. Pat Dolan mentioned at halftime that he's obviously going to want you to say it's him. Like, but in the program, <laughs> he, 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 this was basically his halftime talk. He said, "In the program, Alan Bennett picked his favourite manager as John Caulfield, and he just left it at that." <laughs> so, um, look, as I said, they were different managers at different times and they brought different things to my game and different things to this, the city and it's just they're all of them underneath it all though really love this club like really love this club and that you can't fake that you have to have a genuine passion for the club and it just came through in, the, in those managers and it was just brilliant and you love this club yourself I mean supporting it as a boy coming in through the ranks playing for Cork City here I was saying to the lads as well I remember one of your first games here I don't know was it your debut now or you know what I'm going to say yeah. or was it one of your early games anyway and I saw you I was over there in the Derry Nand with my dad and I saw you score one of the most spectacular own goals of all time there, you've yeah. come a long way kid yeah. <laughs> Up there, I think it's got longer and longer yeah. over the years and I don't remember Mick Devine was that your debut or was, was it no no no, no that was, was it too far it was I'd say that was 2002 maybe yeah 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 I'd yeah. say I start. I came into the youths in 2000 and then yeah. broke into the first team in 2001 but it wasn't too far yeah couldn't like listen <laughs> I'm just so happy social media wasn't around like. do you know what I went searching for it recently I can't find it I've paid Google out to take that <laughs> off that's, that's erased I don't, I'm not sure there is any I hope thank god there isn't but I swear social media now would have destroyed me I'd say as a young look uh, it was but look you more than made up for it over the years after that yeah yeah it was either make or break I suppose after that but uh, look these things happened it was just about there I went to make a tackle flew in still think Mick Devine should have caught it but anyway <laughs> there's a great moment here today for you and your family and everything you came out there um, at the start you had all the, all the legends around yeah. the kids and everything with you that was really special that was cool yeah that was really cool because like my nephews and, and my nieces like live up in Newry and live in Clare so they come down and you know, they tell everyone that they're Cork City supporters in those counties and yeah. that's brilliant like they can come down and enjoy today and that's really what I was thinking about when I planned this whole day like was around the family you know that's what I wanted to do for So what does the future hold for Alan Bennett now? Uh, obviously you'll see out the season as a player with Cork City are you going to call it a day after that do you want to play on have you other plans do you want to go into coaching yeah I, I'd probably have, have a conversation with, with Neil Fenn come the end of the season but I, it'll probably be my last season I'm probably going to head into hopefully the academy coach and I'll stay involved with that um, heading down the road with teaching so that's probably where I'm fading right. into now but um, 
Yeah, look, I suppose it'll eventually end up with a conversation with Neil and Colin Healy then regarding the coaching. We'll just make the calls from there, really. But you definitely want to stay involved with the club, I'd imagine. Listen, whether I'm here as a player, a coach, a supporter, I will 100% be involved in this club. I'll find a spot, I'll get my Friday night routine around it, and I'll just plan the whole week around the game. I love that attitude, brilliant. Um, so look, a great day for you. It was a great night tonight now as well as planned. Absolutely. <laughs> All welcome. Uh, open house as always. Uh, Make an appearance, sorry, Yeah, yeah, come on in. Um, we, we celebrate with the best now if there don't be any videos come out tomorrow no phones and videos are banned tonight yeah. great uh, but listen Benno congrats on a great day congrats on a great career with Cork City and uh, well done and thanks yeah, for everything cool. really appreciate everything no man. worries thanks. Thanks. Yeah, that's Alan Bennett there speaking after his uh, testimonial today and a little bit emotional as well and uh, surprising he didn't get the traditional testimonial penalty um, City were awarded a penalty in the second half Christina Dring um, was taken down by uh, goalkeeper Anthony Fennelly but as she stepped and took it herself at top and it might have taken that but not the kind of guy who wants that kind of attention, I think, Carol. There was no one uh, man enough to t- take him down inside <laughs> the box and give him the penalty. But well, there was that. He played midfield in the first half, actually, because he played midfield uh, with the youth uh, when he when he came into the city. Played centre half in, in the second half. I'm uh, going to hear from actually uh, Dublin six points, carried three points. Is how it stands now after uh, 16 and a half minutes. The game is after kind of um, leveling off a bit here. Small but Kerry uh, just on the attack now after a Dublin point, so 7-3 and Kerry have got another one, so 7-4. So they're, they're starting to come back into it, but a very, very slow start. Mm. But they're going, they have a lot of work to do to, to bring themselves back in to level that game. And it's something you don't really want to do against Dublin. But anyway, it is what it is. It's 7-4 after 17 minutes. Right, going to hear from some of Benno's teammates at, uh, at today's testimony. I'm going to hear first from Joe Gamble. Uh, Joe, come here. A great day today, wasn't it? Yeah, fantastic. Look, the weather was brilliant as well. And obviously, it was great for us to see all old faces. Um, and it's great for Alan, obviously. I mean, look, he's, he's been a great serve in the Cork City. Um, he's had two great spells there, and he's just a great man. Really, he's a lovely fella. He's, he's um, you know, for me, look, I've had great memories with Alan, you know, with the all five winning team. Hard luck, Joe. I think you, you lost the game, but listen, don't worry about it. I'm unlucky. Unlucky. We were the best. You were the best. Thanks, Pat. Will you send me back, Pat? <laughs> but, um, uh, no, look, I think, I said, going back to Alan, I think, look, we've had great times with, I mean, all five, and special memories with him, me, making an international debut together in New York, and he's just a great fellow, in fairness, he had a great career, you know, for, for a person who's come through the Cork City ranks, um, through the team with us, and, and go on and have a great career, it's, it's great, it's fantastic. Really. Kind of shows really with all the players that came out for his testimonial today how highly he is regarded, like. Yeah, exactly, I mean, look, you, could, you wouldn't have a bad word to say about Ben, like, because he's just a good guy, like, and simple as that, he's not, you know, he's honest, he's, um, He's someone you can depend on. I mean, look, if you know, I'm sure if any of the lads were in trouble outside football, you rang him. I'm sure he'd come to your age. You know, can he start sort of fella? I mean, he's just a top, top guy, really. Honestly, really. as for the game itself, who surprised yeah. you? The legends? Um, the legends. Uh, okay, well, I know George. He never changed it because he never passed the ball. <laughs> uh, I know Tony Tony didn't go back in the day. Wouldn't pass the ball either. But in fairness, to him, uh, I know. Listen, I was great crack like him. Yeah. You know, I was good. I mean, look, we've we've played a few charity games over the last couple of years. I think Neil Horgan has been great for that. He's trying to get the kind of the lads back together and do kind of charity gigs. So yeah. it's great for us just to meet up and so you don't talk about football. You just talk about the crack that you had like, and that's mm. what it's about really. Great nostalgia buzz though seeing Georgie across the Flinney's heads ah, at home. Yeah, kind of exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Brilliant. I mean, look, sure that's why. Should we all 
will leave uh, relive memories and even for us like you know come back and play on the cross and sort of like it was gone 10 years ago it feels like it was yesterday and yeah. you know it's, it's for, for all of us it's brilliant I mean we see all the lads around the families and kids and just to create so I suppose a circle really in it and, you know. I suppose the biggest talking point from the day is Liam Kearney hitting the crossbar from a yard out yeah exactly yeah. and then he was, he was giving Richie he was actually giving me a bit of stick for trying to back here a goal or why am I in the box like so uh, but, uh, Richie uh, Regan hit the post from a yard yeah, out and he was trying to send him off he wouldn't go off <laughs> but uh, no Richie was, Richie was trying to be cool as ice and actually you know, he knocked himself out the volley ricocheted off the post and knocked him out but uh, no, it was good look it was brilliant it was, I mean look the weather makes a big difference yeah. just, it was just a great pause really Excellent. thanks Sean right, yeah, it's Joe Gamble there speaking after today's game. Everyone is certainly enjoying themselves at Adam Bell's testimonial. Kerry, you've narrowed the gap a bit here. Yeah, seven points to five after 20 minutes. Kerry on the attack again. They're on the 20. They're going into the 13. They've passed it off to David Clifford, I think, is it? He's uh, shot over and that has gone over to David Clifford. So 7-6. So we have a real game now, actually, on our hands. It's uh, pretty good. All right, we're going to hear from uh, Dave Hill. Here with Dave Hill. Uh, Dave, um, how was it today? Hot. Hard work, but brought back so many good memories. Being here for five years and uh, another three years with Damien. Um, brought back game, great game back on the pitch. Loved it, loved it to bits. Um, just sad I can't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you still have it though, don't you? Oh uh, yeah, I use the ball a bit more now, and I don't get, don't, don't get involved with much tackles. So as you see, I didn't get I didn't get one foul against me today. Yeah, but I'm sure you've seen the off to the ball incidents. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there was a couple of those. Um, which of the legends surprised you? Which of them like still had it? Ollie. Yeah. Ollie Cowell, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, still, he's still he's still dead slim, he's fast. Some things he never did when he did when he was playing when he's when he's three and everything. So yeah, it's great, it's great. It's great seeing the lads again. It's it's uh, brings back so many great memories. Mm. So I think a few of the lads were saying you should do this kind of more often. We've just come out of the dressing room there and we're just saying we should do this yearly, you know what I mean? Mm. And, and and some some kind of charities do that, you know. Yeah. I say it was busy today with Ben it was unfortunate Benno, I think there's some rugby on and uh, the, mm. the the, the the garlic football was on today as well, so. <laughs> <laughs> and tell me um, about Benno. I mean, like, what a man. I mean, like, he saw that by the amount of players that came out for them, the fans that came out. Well, my first memories of Benno was the um, Intertoto Cup in Israel. And he was, he was out there with his parents, you know, he, he was only knee high, you know what I mean? And he was, he was so enthused then. And I saw him later on when um, he just started playing for the underage group. And uh, we played a friendly down there when I was at Cove. And uh, he was tough as teak and you just when then when I got back down there with uh, Damien and won the league he was he was, he was, he was, he was just, he's an awesome defender mm. um, great defender <laughs> <laughs> forget the rest of it but Benno Benno give you 100% all the time even if he's in a bad day he'll still mm. give you 100% one of the nicest lads you'll ever met in football and that's yeah. saying a lot you know he's, he really is and when he when he was offered to come down and, and, and play in it even though I've got a bad hip and everything and my mm. leg, legs are gone I said yeah of course and it's another chance to get on Turner's Cross and play for Benno and mm. it's great it's great for his, he's had 10 great years and yeah. great years in football and it's all the memories now it's uh, all downhill for him now <laughs> <laughs> and one of the big talking points was Liam Kearney hitting the crossbar from the yard house two yards out I don't know we had a right winger there and he had missed an open goal and he put it in a row Z so I know he said they, they see the lights they see the cameras they think, they think they've scored the goal and they, they relax and everything and it goes over the bar as usual so he got a point didn't yeah. he yeah, yeah Dave pleasure buddy thanks mate cheers yeah great to talk to my old buddy uh, Dave Hill there after uh, today's uh, Alan Bennett testimonial um, scores flying in Croke Parker they are uh, eight seven in the Gaelic football, uh, <laughs> as Dave says. Yeah, <laughs> never heard it pronounced that way. But anyway, uh, yeah, Kerry, you've got another one back through uh, Paul Ganey as well. But eight seven is what it is. But Dublin on the ball again.
game uh, playing very very well still after 22 and a half minutes and they're kind of just passing the ball around mm. at the moment you know um, that's that what Dublin frust- do yeah it kind of frustrate any player really uh, and you can go in to make mistakes then when you just get frustrated and you go in for the ball and then you, you make a mistake and Dublin will yeah I suppose for Kerry it's about being comfortable without the ball sitting in shape and as you say just not doing anything stupid not giving them the chance and I suppose going 15 on 15 basically isn't it yeah the problem is Kerry are still persisting with the long uh, diagonal ball and it's it's not really working for them mm. I don't think they have the players in um, Tommy Walsh would be the man for that but he's on the bench but look they're obviously looking at him as an impact sub uh, and he, he obviously was uh, that of an impact sub two weeks ago uh, but Dublin on the ball now again uh, I can't see who it is but he's running around a couple of carry players and he's shot and all the referee has given a free anyway um, they had got a point but he's brought it back for a free that make it 9-7 uh, it should, yeah, it's in front of the goal. It's 9-7 here after 24 minutes. But it's pending, he puts it over. Uh, a couple of talking points from um, Alan Bennett's testimonial today. Um, one of them was um, Neil Fenn, the current Cork City boss, um, pulled off probably the best first touch I've ever seen, ever, at any level of the game, at any ground, um, ever. Um, ball was pinged up to him. Um, he stuck his leg up over his head and took it down with one touch. It was ridiculous. Ridiculous! I snapped my hamstring just looking at it. He must be doing yoga, is he? It was incredible. I'm not. I'm not messing with you. One of the best first touches. I, I possibly the best first touch I've ever seen. Ever. It was incredible. Um, second off was um, Paul Bowden running the show for uh, the City Eleven in the second half, getting two good goals. Ali Cahill, uh, the former Cork City hero, turned City villain when he left us. Mm. Um, it was it was very very good as well. Um, George O'Callaghan and John O'Flynn. Um, seeing those guys link up again was absolutely superb. And uh, George put in a great uh, ball for uh, for John's uh, header. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Dennis Bean hitting a volley from twelve yards that went up over the bar, over the shed, and into the Curra Road itself. And uh, the other was Liam Carney hitting the crossbar from. I'm not even joking. About three inches out. Not joking. It was that close. It's getting closer and closer every time I tell it. And so I thought the only thing to do was to ask Liam directly for what happened. I'm with Liam Kearney at Alan Bennett's testimony. Well, it's been a fantastic day, fantastic weather, fantastic football. First off, Liam, you hit the crossbar from a yard and a half out. Can you explain what happened? Um, I just looked at the flag. I thought I saw it go up. And obviously I took the foot off the gas. But um, I actually hit the crossbar twice today. So I'll just have to get the abuse later on. But Joking aside, it was a great day, wasn't it? Brilliant. Do you know what? It just shows what, what Alan means to the club. And obviously... The players that turned out and made the effort to get back and play and obviously defence so it's great for Alan he deserves it what he's done for the club has been unbelievable and he's a great fella to go with it How do you find it being back at Turners Cross wearing the Cork City jersey again? Asher listen it's great to be playing with old faces do you know we think we can still do what we used to <laughs> but we can't well I certainly can But George and Flynn look like they could still do it They could it was a great ball it was like old times watching them licking up so it was really good and look as I said it's just great to see old faces and I think everyone really enjoyed it um, Who of the legends surprised you? Who like, was better than you thought they would be today? Well, I think Ollie Cahill certainly could play. No, never mind. <laughs> so, I think you look at Ollie, he still has what he had back then. It's, you know, a great turn of pace, and look, he's obviously looked after himself very well. And what can you say about Alan Bennett that really hasn't been said already? Look. Look, I suppose everyone knows what he's like as a player. I think not, maybe not everyone would know what he's like off the pitch, but you know he's a great fella, um, great human being, and what he gives back to the underage now as well. Mm. It's great, and look, he's a club legend. There's no doubt about that.
Yeah, it's Liam Kearney there explaining how he managed to uh, hit the crossbar from the out blaming uh, the linesman. Actually, one of the linesmen today was uh, our old friend uh, Lucas Keating, yeah. once of this parish. Uh, I did see some pictures uh, of you not in the press box. No, to be honest, I did have to. Like, It was Lucas's debut. It was the first time he was on the line um, in Turner's Cross. So it was a big moment for him. So I thought it was possibly the good thing for me to do was to go down to um, the side. Lucas was on the far side uh, and basically call him a sausage every time he passed. And I did that for a good five, six minutes. But the professional didn't even acknowledge it. Just kept his head straight. Kept going. And kept going. What a man. All right, going to hear from uh, Dan Murray, who was uh, Alan's defensive partner in that uh, 2005 winning season. Dan, uh, what's it like being back in the court to short to Turner's Cross? Uh, brilliant, yeah. I think it's... Uh, I've always loved playing at Turner's Cross. Uh, so it was nice to be back on. Great day for it. Great to see all the lads again, to be honest. That's the most important thing. We don't meet up as much as we should do. But So it's great. Great. And good send-off for a good lad. Which of the legends surprised you today? Which were better than you expected? Um, or more worse than you expected? I don't know if any of us were any good. <laughs> well, but oh, Mick, Mick can still play in goal. Fenner's done all right as well. Fenner's two goalkeepers are very good. But nah, yeah, it was good. It was. I think it was. Uh, it could have been about eighteen all really <laughs> if people took the chances. But again, apparently hitting the crossbar from yes, three yards. and yeah. the lad there in the first half. So. <laughs> But it was good. It's good. It's good to see it. Like I said, it's good to see all the lads again. Like we don't do it enough, really. When I was thinking, Pat was going through. The, Pat Dolan was going through the program, and he was going when we played Nijmegen in the Tower Cup, 2004. That's 15 years ago. It's yeah. Hard to put. Yeah. Hard. The good times that were there, and great memories, to be honest. And what can you say about Alan Bennett then? Well, nothing is anything like he is the, a true city great. Like born and bred Cork. I think he would have played played for Cork. A great servant for the club when his, his two stints so I think everything's said to him he's just he's just quality player and a quality fella Thanks Dan Murray speaking afterwards uh, there um, supposed coming up in a half an hour gone now here in Krog Park and uh, Dublin's still with a lead but it's not going all the wrong way no, um, they'll carry it for free in front of goals Conor Lane looks like he had a big decision to make there didn't he? I, he went into the umpire I think it was the wrong man Right. Uh, I think the wrong man got a black card, number three. I didn't catch his name, no, but um, number three is gone, but it should have been number four. From what I can see on the TV, they, the lads might have seen something different and, and told them that we don't know. We're not privy to what they're saying, but uh, it looked like it was 14, actually, for Dublin. Actually brought the player down as opposed to three. Now, three did put the arm around the head, but I think that was more innocuous than anything. Um, but... It, yeah, well, three is gone. Anyway, Dublin have uh, continued on. It's 9-8 after 29 and a half minutes. Um, and it's now 10 points, actually. Conor Lane wouldn't have rushed into a decision like that anyway, so there must have been something else uh, going mm-hmm. on. But, um, yeah, anyway, look, it is what it is. But uh, Dublin, 10-8 after 30 minutes, another five minutes to go before halftime. Yeah, that's all right. I'm going to hear now from um, Michelle Campion, the, uh, the cult hero, um, speaking on... Uh, He's returned to Cork uh, for Ben's testimonial. Michelle Campion, how are you, sir? Great to see you back in Cork. Fantastic! It's brilliant to be here. You brought the the sunshine with you anyway today. Exactly. How's it like being back in Cork and back in Turners Cross? Uh, It's a fantastic day for Alan. It's amazing club day as well. So you see all the nice people around. It's brilliant. Yeah, a fantastic day for Alan, as you mentioned. Yeah, fantastic. What a career he's had, you know, and he's such a great guy that for all of us it means a lot to be here for him today. Yeah, exactly. You can see by all the people that turned out for him today, all the ex-players, that just how highly 
really he was regarded I suppose in that dressing room yeah and plus what's fantastic is they're all great lads as well you know so we have a, a really really good day and uh, thanks to the, the crowd for coming as well because it's been brilliant you came up against some of the uh, Cork City legends today how did you get on yeah fantastic it feels good I haven't touched the ball in six months so it's uh, it feels good to be back at no not at the moment yeah. no, I'm focusing on the family life yeah that's the way to do it yeah. thanks very much thank you yeah, it certainly is alright finally I'm uh, going to hear from uh, another Cork City legend uh, and I'm about to test them all I'm going to hear from uh, Derek Collin I'm with Derek Collin here now Derek uh, what was it like being back in a city short in Turners Cross uh, felt great being in a city short back in Turners Cross but I uh, don't know what the body was doing though <laughs> Ollie Cal burning me up the wing there a few times uh, I didn't like that bit of it but everything else was great yeah great seeing all the lads here and uh been here for Beno and all that happy atmosphere and there's some excellent bits a few touches there between Georgie and Flinny and Patsy Frey and yeah, yeah it was good and Bowdy running the show then for the, the 11 <laughs> yeah Bowdy running me wrong up front <laughs> but uh, yeah it's fantastic there was some um, it's just great seeing all the faces you know fellas I haven't seen in a long time and even seeing the fans just it's a, a no pressure enjoyable day and you see the penalties been taken there now as well you know so it's great I just met Dave Barry and Pat Dolan's here uh, it's, it's, uh, it's fantastic and Alan Bennett himself, obviously a legend. You can see that by the outpouring of support here for him today. Yeah, Benno's been amazing. You know, even in the last, I think when the last stint when, when we won the, the double and stuff, I always felt that when Benno was on the pitch, uh, we were at our best. You know, he just has this uh, his presence on the pitch and um, reads the game so well. He was always a fantastic athlete. And just a f- fantastic footballer and a great cock person and, and, and delighted everyone came out to show their appreciation for what he's done, you know. Which of the legends uh, surprised you today? Um, Kelvin's two-footed tackle on Patsy Frayn, I suppose, was the biggest surprise I got. Um, I don't know, I think I'll give the good surprises. A few surprises I didn't think fellas would be that bad, but there was a few... Lolly Cal still was outstanding. Liam Carney hitting the crossbar from four yards out with a highlight. <laughs> yeah, I think John O'Flynn was, this, was Pat Dones' assistant manager last day, and he was trying to get, pull Carney off, even though he was on, F, on for five minutes. He tried to take him off after that, you know, so... Cheers, buddy. No bother, Cheers. Always a pleasure talking to the legend that is Derek Collin. Just looking at Twitter, Kieran, following that uh, incident um, with uh, the Dublin player, um, Fitzsimons was, he showed a black card, so he then overturned it, even though he should have been um, giving a yellow card to O'Callaghan. It should have been uh, a black card. It was a, it was a pull down to mm. Conor Callaghan. Um, it seems like he showed it to Fitzsimons, yeah. but he went and took number three's name, mm. Um, so there's a bit of confusion about that. Should be clarified at some point. Uh, yeah, but uh, Connor or Con O'Callaghan uh, then went down and set up uh, Dublin's next score. Yeah, which so obviously that is going to be a talking point at half time. It's going to be a, a talking point um, for the rest of the day. Kerry have just got another point back, so ten nine after thirty three minutes. All right, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to uh, talk to Adrian Russell about his book, The Double about Corks Dublin nineteen ninety, and we're also going to preview the Avondale Junior A hurling championship final. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Red FM Breakfast with Ray and Jay. It's the weekend on Cork's number one radio station and on Breakfast with Ray and Jay, Monday morning, 6 a.m., we're live from Porky Cueve. That's right. Ray and Jay performing live in Porky Cueve on Monday morning. We're going to be there for the exclusive announcement of who's playing a big gig there soon. Join us Monday. Weekday mornings from 6 with Blackwater Motors, Cork for Moy and Skibbereen. See what the Volkswagen commercial cash converter can do for you. Blackwatermotors.ie Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie 
Cork's Red FM. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard the big announcement for Parky Cueve on Monday is the phenomenal return of DJ Kicks. Yeah, that's uh, that's you it. Can't, you can't confirm or deny that at this stage. Um, well, look, I'll, I'll say as I was on the phone to Ray. Uh, Friday when they were setting up and we've the location sorted for beside where um, <laughs> that certain DJ will make a reappearance <laughs> and absolutely trailblaze DJ Kicks you'll sort us out for tickets eh? DJ Kicks in the mix. I'll sort you out yeah cheers for that alright must be almost half time now Kerr yeah 10-10 uh, there's a minute left in injury time there there was three minutes signalled um, there, there, there's, a, there's a huge amount of confusion uh, over this card because like mm. you said I didn't see him show the yellow. He showed, I showed the, the black, the book. yeah. Um, or was it they just ticket? I don't know. But there's there's been I don't know. It's very. We'll find out at half time after half time. Um, but yeah, very very. Uh, no one knows. No one knows. All right, just one reminder of our uh, competition. We have two pairs of tickets to Cork City and Finn Harps this Friday night at the Cross. If you would like to go, just text us oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six with uh, your name and address and your answer to this question. Uh, who did Alan Bennett partner in the centre of defence uh, in Cork City's 2005 league winning season? 0868104106. Alright, the Avenue Junior A Hurling Championship final taking place tomorrow in Castletown Road. Clyde Rovers, who haven't won the title in 30 years, going up against Harbour Rovers, who won it a number of times in this decade. Kieran's been speaking to Chairman of the Division, Barry Ahern. Um, a, a big weekend last week for the division with uh, Kilchana getting the. Uh, Synergy Credit Union Junior Football Championship title against Kilworth. Uh, before we go into the hurling final, which takes place uh, tomorrow, um, just a word on on that final. It went. Uh, it was a good win for Kilchanick. It was a good win for uh, Kilchanick. Um, you know, the the um, the first half was even enough, but uh, Kilchanick got a goal. Probably would be ten minutes to go in the, in the first half. And um, after that, you know, they kind of upped the ante, but um, Kilworth just, uh, you know, they had a number of chances and didn't take them. And, um, you know, they, they were they were pretty at one stage and they, they could probably have taken a point. And uh, Kilkenny went down the field and got their first goal. And, you know, that was a big swing in favour of Kilkenny. But uh, in fairness to Kilworth, they, uh, they battled through. But uh, Kilkenny are a fine football side and they will certainly be um, a force to contend with in the county championship. Certainly, and look, uh, it's not over for Kilworth either. They still have uh, hurling and uh, county football championship to look forward to as well anyway. But um, tomorrow on Castletown Road, Clyder Rovers taking on Harbour Rovers uh, Sunday the 15th at 3 o'clock. Um, another nice final to look forward to? It's a certainly that it is a game that has captured the imagination of hurling followers uh, in Avondu and indeed beyond um, Clyder Rovers and Harbour Rovers. A meeting in the Hibernian Hotel sponsored Junior Air Hurling Championship finding Castle Notch at three o'clock as you say. And this is a repeat of the twenty fifteen final, uh, which um Harbour Rovers uh won and that was Harbour Rovers' first title in this in this championship. So an interesting contest is in is in store. Yeah, and uh, Clyde Rovers haven't been in the final in is it four five years possibly? But last time they were in it they met Harbour Rovers as well. The, the last time they were in the final was 2015. Uh, they haven't won the final since 1989, right. and which is 30 years ago. So th- th- this, that's an incentive for Clyde this weekend. Uh, Clyde have won this championship on two occasions in 85 and 89. And uh, the last time they won it in 89, they went on to win the county championship. 
yeah. uh, and they were actually captained in 1989 by John Roach, who is the current uh, treasurer of the Narcock board. So, a lot of times uh, there's interesting. Yeah, there uh, is indeed. There is a lot of a lot of uh, links between the Clyde team of 30 years ago and today's team. And um, you know, there's John has his son playing in goals. Mm-hmm. Um, Noel Carey has his son Ray. Uh, in the backs, yes. that's where the former co- footballer, Karma uh, O'Sullivan, has his son Keane playing around midfield for Karma himself played. Yes. Uh, Brendan Walsh, who played in the forward forwards in '89, has his son David playing in, in the forward section as well. And another link with with the '60 with the '89 team is Dan O'Sullivan. He was full back in '89, and he's now a selector, so they will not be found uh, lacking of experience on the sideline anyway. Yeah, Harbour Rover is a strong outfit in the Avenue Championship over the last number of years as well. They've appeared in a few finals. They're, they they have, I suppose you could say, dominated the Junior Hurling Championship in, in this decade. They, this is their third final this decade. They won their two previous appearances in 2015 and 2016. But unfortunately for them, they did not uh, progress in the county championship. So that's another incentive for Harbour Rovers uh, on, on Sunday. Yeah, the the game taking place in Castletown Roach, uh, I think uh, it's fair to say one of the, the best venues around. Uh, it is. Uh, Castletown Roach also hosted the final in 2015. Um, it is an excellent venue. There's uh, ample parking. There's a, a lovely stand there which is seating for a big crowd. And, um, you know, wherever you are in Castletown Roach, you have, you have a fine bank on one side and you have the stand on the other side. And, uh, you know, so... We're looking forward to a beautiful day and uh, I think we'd have an excellent uh, final. Yeah, and I think if you ask most players in the division their favourite pitch, they'll probably say Castletown as well. Yes, Castletown. I mean, if you can't play hurling in Castletown, you can't play hurling. That would be my opinion. It's it's an excellent field and uh, it's always in pristine condition for, for for championship matches. For any match in that matter, you know, no, no matter what grade the championship is, yeah, um, interesting. You mentioned that the the two sides last met five years ago, and it, it also happened to be Castletown Roach. I think Carbor Rovers just pulled away in that final, uh, or in yeah, in that stage. It was a real. There was a lot of rain that day, but Carbor Rovers kind of pulled away towards the end. Anyway, they did. Jed. Uh, the, I think the final score on that occasion was one thirteen to ten points uh, in favour of Harbour Rovers. So. Um, you know, on, on that score, you know, it, it is, it's going to be a difficult game to call. Um, I mean, like Clyde, I suppose, would look to, to current players, Shane Sonny and Keane O'Sullivan, Conor Flanagan, Chris Buckley and Ray Carey, while Harbour Rovers would look to Stevie Condon to provide inspiration. Now, there is a, a doubt about Stevie Condon at the moment, I think, so yeah. hopefully he will, he will make some appearance during the day anyway. And... Uh, Shane O'Riordan, David Pine, Padraig Hannon, Sean Finn, or others that uh, Harbour Rovers would look to for inspiration. Uh, Clyde Rovers possibly might have had the tougher route to the, the final. They overcame Shan Ballymore um, in the, the first round over in Mallow. Um, and they, they've had a, a few tougher games. Not that Harbour Rovers haven't had tough games, but maybe the Clyde have had the harder side of the draw, we'll say. Yeah, Clyde certainly came through the top side. I mean, like they did in, the, in round one, uh, they were drawn against Campbell Moore, who were last year's finalists, and they beat them 214 to 211. Then in the quarter final, they were pitted against the reigning champions, Betty Giblin, 
and you know again they came out on top 211 to 229 now in the semi-final they were paired with uh, Kilabullen mm. and uh, it took them a replay to overcome them in the first game it ended 9 points apiece each and but in the replay Clyde won easily 119 to 12 points now in their four games in the championship today they've scored 5 goals and 53 points nice. but they've conceded 4 goals and 41 points okay. Harbour Rovers on the other hand had an easier passage to the showpiece uh, in round one, they overcame Benicla 222 to nine points. And in the quarter final, Kilcheny were the, were the victims 218 to 10 points. Yeah. And that moved them into the semi final where they um, um, had a 115 to 12 points uh, win. And uh, the the, uh, the goal came late in the game for them, all right. But uh, yeah, yeah. they scored five goals and 55 points in three games okay. conceding just 31 points so the Harbour Rovers defence is is mean and and, uh, and tight so you know uh, it will be it will be interesting Same, yeah and uh, just uh, before I leave goes out Barry um, do you think it would have any effect that Harbour Rovers uh, Glenworth in the football um, are still in the championship whereas Clyde aren't in the championship so they've been able to concentrate on hurling whereas I suppose Harbour Rovers have been Doing both codes. Well, yes, yeah, yeah, certainly. Uh, Clyde Rovers were unfortunately not for them knocked out of their the, the championship, the football championship, uh, recently. So they've had their whole focus on this game. Whereas uh, Harbour Rovers uh, on the football side would be Glenmore, and they are still in the intermediate football championship. So they have an eye on that, and it, you know it may have hindered their preparations a little bit for uh, for Sunday. Yeah, and look, lastly, Barry, uh, hopefully the, uh, a big crowd, a big turnout in Castletown. We're, we're certainly expecting a big crowd in Castletown. Uh, I think the weather forecast is good for the weekend, so um, I know there are other games on uh, around the county, but uh, I'd say the first allegiance of a lot of people will be Castletown Road, 3 o'clock on Sunday for the meeting of uh, Clyde Rovers and Harbour Rovers in the Hibernian Hotel. Uh, during a hurling championship final. Yeah, well, look, uh, Barry Hearn, chairman of Avendu GA, uh, looking forward to uh, an entertaining uh, junior A football, uh, hurling final, uh, the Hibernian Hotel, sponsored between Clyde Rovers and Harbour Rovers tomorrow in Castanoch at 3 o'clock. Uh, Barry, thanks very much for joining us. Thanks, Gillan. Yeah, to have new chairman Barry Hearn looking forward to uh, tomorrow's uh, game between Clyde Rovers and Harbour Rovers. Half time between Dublin and Kerry. Ten points apiece. This is so very finely balanced. We get a half time report now from Amora Trasny Kellogg. Half-time, Dublin 10 points, Kerry 10 points. Dublin started out the more aggressive, while Kerry began by constantly lobbing high balls into their forwards, bearing little fruit, especially when high ball specialist Tommy Walsh was keeping the bench warm. They changed tack, though, and began kicking over the scores, and you could tell it was causing the Dublin back some worry. It's had some pace to it so far. By the 20th minute, 13 scores and just the one from free. Con O'Callaghan and Paul Mannion in particular have been showing us what Dublin can do with the opposition's post within their sights. Mannion kicked two superb points in the opening quarter. But then Kerry did get the run on them, equalising for the first time on the cusp of halftime with the Paul Ganey point. Halftime, Dublin 10 points, Kerry 10 points. Very finely balanced, I think is the phrase we're looking for. It is. Considering the start, the dubs had gotten off, and we were like, oh, here we go again, here we go again. But... Um, they're still they're st- very well. They are in it. It's a it's a draw game. But um, I'm just watching replays there. I think you are right. He overruled. I think he showed the the book mm. by accident. Right. 
because that was the old way of doing it mm. before the black card came in and then he told uh, Fitzsimons that it was a, a ticking but just looking at other replays Kieran Kilkenny could be gone as well for, mm. for holding a, a player down but um, he's got away with it um, it, it will, it'll be interesting to see uh, what comes of that um, but yeah um, very, hopefully very it's um, not an incident that kind of dis- defines the game hopefully not but in one way it's like well no if it was a if it was a black card it definitely would have still thrown Dublin out with their matchups um, you know it's not just they're losing a player because Dublin's bench is, is a fantastic bench but it's the matchups as well um, but I, I don't think it'll throw it too much out if, even if it did uh, but Kerry coming back into it because we were wor- well I was worried anyway at the start of the match that you know it was already gone from them once Dublin get going that's kind of it they they get away from you but the fact that it's Kerry are dogging aren't they they really are they're, they're playing very well um, Twitter saying that maybe they're not getting the breaks mm. uh, so far but that happened you know that's that's two and a half to a dozen whatever um, that, that'll go for both teams but it really is finally balanced at the moment at half time ten points apiece Kerry they, well they, they'll never fall down you know and I'm mm. sure Peter Keane has plans as well but uh, um, Paul, Gal, Gavin uh, the Dublin manager Jim Gavin he's been doing a lot of talking to David Coldrick on the sideline as well he's uh, doing a bit of a Brian Cody yeah. there um, whatever he's saying I don't know yeah. but um, it's very interesting game so far hopefully uh, in mo- well I'd like to see Kerry win it but they're certainly not going away and they're, they're still in it it was the same in the first game as well you know we saw mm. how that went uh, this game can still end up in a draw after extra time it will go to extra time but it could go to a, a draw in a third match uh, on September 28th I think they're saying I think um, another Saturday as well the GA would be very upset with that I'd say very upset yeah. look having to open up Crow Park again forget the millions it brings <laughs> in, um, yeah uh, I'm, I'm sure uh, a lot of football people would be delighted but it'd be a long time since three All-Ireland finals in one year I'd say after yeah. two replays it hasn't been I don't know has that ever happened it is very close right so uh, not but, beyond the realms of possibility. Yeah, it, it could happen. But yeah, very, very finely balanced game so yeah, far. Ten points apiece, how it stands. All right, going to go around the, the grounds in the Premier League. Um, Norwich City 2, Manchester City 1 is the latest score from out there. 46 minutes on the clock. And uh, Kenny McLean, Ty Cantwell with the goals for Norwich before Sergio Aguero pulling back. In fact, I tell a lie. It's Norwich City 3. Manchester City 1. The page I'm reading it off haven't, hasn't refreshed. Uh, Timu Puki. And the fantasy football legend has uh, made it three goals to one in favour of Man- or Norwich City against Manchester City. As things stand, I know there's only five games played. Liverpool will be five points clear at the top of the Premier League table. Uh, isn't that a great, great thing? Finally, you've uh, upped Liverpool. That's great. We'll, we'll take that off the logger now. We'll hear how uh, Liverpool got their three points today. They were made to work hard by Newcastle United. Shane Pennington. Liverpool 3, Newcastle 1, Jurgen Klopp's men recovered well from the early setback of conceding first to in the end register what was a routine victory. Jetro Willems stunned Anfield by firing the visitors ahead after just seven minutes, but Sadio Mane curled home to level matters, and from that point onwards, there was only ever going to be one winner. Mane got his second after Dubravka Howler, and Mo Salah put the game beyond any doubt, firing home after a sublime flick from Roberto Firmino. Liverpool 3, Newcastle 1. 
Manchester United back to uh, winning ways today and up to fourth as well Darren Stanich Manchester United won less than nil the only goal of the game seven minutes Rashford fell in the box by Sionko a clumsy challenge Rashford sending Schmeichel the wrong way from the spot the Reds though failed to create too many more meaningful chances Schmeichel comfortably saved from Maguire and Mata although Rashford's free kick struck the bar on 82 Leicester created one or two opportunities David Ayer tipped over Chilwell's effort and Diddy fired widely to stop his time in the end United fairly comfortable this feels like a big win for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's side United one less than nil. Tottenham beating Crystal Palace today. Mike Lawrence at White Hart Lane. Tottenham Hotspur for Crystal Palace nil. A superb first half performance. Looking like the Tottenham side we've seen consistently reach the top four in the Premier League. Crystal Palace's impressive start to the season was blown apart as Tottenham ran riot. A sweet human sun goal set them on their way. He added a second after Van Arnhold had put through his own net before Eric Lamella sealed it just before the break. Maybe no surprise the second half was uneventful by comparison. Tottenham Hotspur 4, Crystal Palace 0. Watching Sheffield United and Southampton today was Joe Rawson. Sheffield United nil, Southampton won an entertaining game with plenty of chances that took a bit of individual brilliance from Musa Gineppo to separate the two sides. The goal came on 67 minutes with the Mali International winning possession midway in the blades half after some sloppy passing from the host. He had an awful lot of work to do, taking a one, two, three, four defenders before firing the ball into the far corner of Dean Henderson's net. Chris Wilder will be frustrated that his team failed to take any of their opportunities. David McGoldrick forced good saves from Angus Gunn on a couple of occasions with Norwood and Fleck also missing chances. Those Southampton themselves will feel they should have had more than just the one. United captain Billy Short was sent off for a high challenge on Stuart Armstrong to sour the afternoon further for them but it's the second consecutive away win in the Premier League for the Saints who go marching home with three points full time Sheffield United nil Southampton won and watching uh, Brighton and Burnley today was Richard Newman full time Brighton and Home Albion won Burnley won Jeff Hendricks brilliant late strike in the 91st minute denying Brighton the first home win of the season he fired into the bottom corner from outside the box completely against the run of play Brighton thought they'd done enough they dominated the second half went ahead through Neil Mopai the summer signing from Brentford he volleyed in a cross from Solly March early in the second half and March was excellent throughout Burnley rarely threatened but it was that late punch from Hendrick which has ensured Sean Dyche's side will return home with a point. It's finished Brighton 1, Burnley 1. And uh, as we heard earlier, Chelsea scoring five against Wolves as they won by five goals to two today. Unbeaten now in four against Tammy Abram uh, with a hat-trick today for the Blues manager. Frank Lampard says the uh, English striker's hard work is paying off. Now I think he feels the responsibility of the Chelsea shirt, as he should, and the number nine. And the last three games speak for themselves. And now the only challenge now for Tammy is can you keep doing it? Can you get better and better? Because the way he's playing, he's a huge threat for us up front. Yeah, that's uh, Frank Lampard speaking after uh, today's uh, win. And uh, just to double check on the uh, Premier League uh, game that's happening at the moment, 68 minutes now on the clock. It is uh, North City leading Chelsea uh, by three goals to wow. one. Wow, that's uh, interesting. Chelsea's starting to do very or well on Lampard. City, I should say. Um, yeah, a fantastic uh, win uh, for. Uh, I think he's going to be a success with Chelsea, and that was a good win today. Scoring five goals always going to be good uh, for your confidence levels as well. Yeah. Um, so a good result for them, and uh, 
uh, I think uh, there's going to be a lot more to come from that uh, Chelsea team uh, over the coming months alright we are out of time second half just about to uh, kick off or throw in I should say Dublin and Kerry level at 10 points apiece our competition on the show tickets to give away to uh, Cork City and Finn Harps the answer we were looking for was Dan Murray and the winners we have picked out Kieran R. the winner is uh, Shane Quinn from uh, Toker and uh, also because we're two pairs mm. is Noreen Ahern and Douglas enjoy guys head along to uh, Cork City Infant Harps we have another pair uh, two pairs of tickets to give away uh, uh, tomorrow and that's with uh, thanks to uh, the Rebel Army uh, CorkCityFC.ie Cork should have um, of course very proud partners uh, to the Rebel Army we are out of time um, in a word Kieran uh, Dublin or Kerry Kerry uh, Dublin. <laughs> uh, we'll discuss that in tomorrow evening show. All right, folks. Yeah, we didn't have time to play Adrian Russell. We'll play that tomorrow as he looks ahead at uh, our talks about his book, the the, the Dublin about Cork's uh, fantastic Dublin in 1990. I'm also going to hear from uh, Pat Dolan and uh, John O'Finn, who we didn't have time to hear from today from Alan Bennett's testimonial. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday night, folks. We'll speak to you tomorrow at six. The big red Saturday and Sunday from six p.m. Cork's Red FM.